0: well good morning Hilton Head Island Community Church how are you this morning my name is Todd I'm the lead pastor and uh, I'm so glad that you uh, have chosen to be with us here it's the last Sunday of 2012 and uh, for some of you you're like man I'm going to miss 2012 and for others you're like good riddance I'm glad it's over and I'm glad next week is the new year um I'm glad that you're here this morning, and as Cynthia mentioned earlier uh, in our service, we're going to be celebrating uh, communion. We're going to come to the Lord's table. For some of you, um, communion, the tradition is the Holy Eucharist. For some of you, you might have called it the Lord's table. For some of you, it's communion. But it's all rooted back uh, into the uh, early days when Jesus met with his disciples on the week of Passover in an upper room. And it really is rooted all the way back into Exodus, all the way back in the Old Testament in the ancient days when Moses led the nation of Israel out of captivity from the Egyptians. And one thing that I want you to hear this morning is that when we come around the communion table, when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, when we come and um, uh, celebrate what he did on the cross for us as humans by shedding his blood and by his body being broken so that you and I can have eternal life uh, through his sacrifice on the cross. Uh, When we do that, what we do is we remember what God has done in the past. We've uh, just come out of a uh, message series over the past four weeks called Anticipate. And in Anticipate, what we talked about is the fact that at Christmas time, we celebrate that God sent Jesus, His Son, to this earth, and of course, we celebrate on December the 25th. Uh, we celebrate Jesus's birth, even though it's not His real birthday. I know I probably just disappointed some of you. We celebrate Jesus's birth on December the 25th, and we talked about the fact over these past four weeks. We talked about the fact that um, when we remember Christmas, we we ought to remember what god did by sending his son jesus as a baby but we also ought to look forward to when he returns and so during christmas there's a lot of remembering what god did in the past and that's the same thing that we do when we come around the communion table you know christmas um, is the time of year to remember different things right Um, Some of you have some good memories of Christmas some of you may have some very terrible memories of Christmas It all depends on on how you grew up and uh, what happens at Christmas time and that sort of thing But um, one of the things that we do at Christmas more than any other time of year, especially if you're parents of young children um, What do we do? We get the cameras out and we take a lot of pictures, don't we? We take a lot of pictures so that we can remember all the Christmases. I have a great picture of Sydney and Sean the first time that Sean met Santa Claus, and Sydney is in his lap, just smiling away, and Sean has got this thing going on, the terrified look, just absolutely terrified to meet Santa Claus. And uh, we found that picture this year, and it brings back a lot of good memories. The the memory that I'll have this Christmas and Christmas 2012 is on Christmas morning, there was one present that Sydney opened, and it was a bag, and it was about this tall, and it was just a a wide open bag, like a giant grocery bag or a shopping bag that you'd get at one of the stores, and the present that was inside was small, and so um, uh, it was uh, put in this bag, and there were all the peanuts. We put all the peanuts down there so that she could kind of dig through, and she looked down for about five seconds, couldn't find it. She looked up, and She's like, what's in here? And so we said, just keep digging, look a little further. And she dug down and she found the present and she had a nice time. And then my son, the five-year-old says, I'm going to do something funny, which is always real dangerous around our house. But he um, went over and he got inside the bag and covered himself up with all these peanuts. And I took a picture and that's my memory of Christmas in 2012 is Sean, the five-year-old inside the bag that his sister had just opened. There are other pictures that I have of this year. One of them was Christmas Eve. We had standing room only in here on Christmas Eve. If you were here and you got a seat, um, be thankful because it was hard to find a seat. But one of my lasting images, one of the favorite pictures I have is someone took Cynthia, my wife's camera, and took a picture of all the candles that were held out, demonstrating that we are the light Of Jesus Christ and that he told us those of us who are here who are followers of him that we are to be the light of the world and that's my lasting image my my favorite image of Hilton Head Island Community Church is all of you on Christmas Eve holding up those candles 316 candles in this room being held up as the light of the world. And so we take pictures for lasting images, and we'll go back and we'll show our children and our grandchildren and maybe even our great-grandchildren pictures of what's happened in the past. Hey, now we have a log of that, don't we, online with Facebook. You upload them to Facebook, and you have a continuous log of all of the exciting times or fun times, memorable times in your family. You know, there are memories that bring great joy, and they bring excitement, and we snap pictures to celebrate those times, but there are also um, different uh, things that we have that help us to remember the past that um, maybe it's not so good. Cynthia and, and the family and I, we lived in uh, New York City uh, for two years in 2006 and 2007, 2005 through 2007. And uh, we lived up in New York City and during that time, the, the city, New York City and Manhattan in the state, they were having a terrible time trying to come to an agreement on how to memorialize um, the uh, area down in Battery Park City to memorialize uh, all of the victims and the heroes of September 11th, 2001. And of course, now we do have a memorial down there that remembers all of those who went before. And all of those who, some of whom sacrificed their lives, ran in to buildings that were burning. And so we remember with great fondness and sadness the sacrifice that they made. All around our country, we have uh, gravestones and places of memory. Even in Washington, D.C., one of my favorite cities, we have memorials all over the place. We have uh, memory of some of the great leaders of our country. And so we go there and we read about them and we memorialize what they did for our country. I think of Gettysburg and Arlington uh, uh, where we remember those who sacrificed so much for our freedom. And so we have things in our life and in society that help bring memories, good, exciting, maybe not so good. Maybe we remember with fondness someone who went before us and someone who sacrificed and someone who is a hero. And we have these things that represent something. That's what the Lord's Supper is. That's what the communion table is. It's a time for us to remember what Jesus did on the cross. I grew up in a a church, it was called uh, Lowburn Alliance Church in in Lowburn, Georgia. It was right off of Highway 29 there in the greater Atlanta area. And um, it was called the Church on the Hill because it was built way up on the hill. And um, I became a Christian at about six years old, but my faith really started growing um, in my middle school and teenage years. And I remember because about every quarter, kind of like we do here at Hilton Head Island Community Church, about every quarter we would have a, a communion service. And the thing that I remember, the lasting image that I remember about communion was the cross. I mean, it, it, it was, uh, you know, your typical, like, 1970s or early 80s kind of room. It's not this way anymore. They've redone it. But, you know, remember the the uh, choir, uh, uh, all the pews, and, and they were orange. They had orange cushions on them, orange and brown and red. It was like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hit uh, Littleburn, Georgia. You know, it's just crazy. So we had those pews and and I would look past those choir pews and 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 past the choir with their robes on and right behind where the center part of the choir was was this cross very similar to the one that we have down here to my right uh, and your left and I remember as a, a growing teenager as a growing young man looking at that cross I want you to capture this looking at that cross and remembering the sacrifice that jesus made for me that god sent his only son to this earth not to reign as a king that'll come one day not to be just a little baby but he sent him as a little baby But he sent him for the sole purpose, please don't miss this. He sent him for the sole purpose to live on this earth and to do all those miracles and to do all those ministry things so that when he was 33 years old, he would die for the sins of the world. And he did that. And so when we come around the Lord's table, when we come around, To celebrate communion or the Holy Eucharist is maybe what you've called it in your tradition. We come literally to remember what God did through Jesus on the cross. He's faithful in the past with his promises in the past and he will be faithful in the future. And the cross is a symbol. It's a reminder of what God did by sending his son Jesus to die for our sins. Jesus met with his disciples that day and he told him to go to an upper room it was Jerusalem and it was the Passover season and so all the Jewish people all the Hebrew people that lived uh, within walking distance which would have probably been a couple hundred miles of Jerusalem they all came into Jerusalem to celebrate this great time of year called Passover And most Jewish people would have come in for the whole week. So, you know, Jesus had prepared, he had made arrangements for he and his closest followers to go to the supper room. I mean, if you were in Jerusalem during this time uh, of of humanity, um, (laughs) you would not have been able to get into a restaurant in Jerusalem this time of year. It was very, very busy. The, the, the inns were full. Everything was full. It would have been a time of year that would have been incredibly busy in Jerusalem. And Jesus had prepared for his disciples to go to an upper room. And so they went to the upper room and they began to have what's called the Seder Supper or uh, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. And they were celebrating what God had done uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of years before that. And so Jesus was with his disciples that day. And and he looked at them and he told them that they needed to celebrate this great Passover meal. And they did that together as as family, as many of the other people in Jerusalem that same night were around a dinner table. It was usually the eldest, like the father or the eldest son, who would tell stories of God's faithfulness. And um, they would sit around the table for this Passover feast for hours and they would tell stories of God's faithfulness because God had been faithful in the past and they told how he would be faithful in the future well Jesus was uh just like everybody else he went and he celebrated this Passover feast and he did it with his disciples and each element of that Passover feast represented something different about God each spice each herb Uh, The incense that was burning, you'll get a glimpse of that here in a few minutes, Uh, each part of that meal represented something of God that was different. And so as Jesus gathered with his closest followers there in the upper room that night to celebrate this meal, he knew one thing, that his celebration of the redemption of Israel four or five or six hundred years earlier was also a foreshadowing of what he was going to do for humanity in the coming hours. Because he was all God and he knew that he was going to go to the cross. So Jesus was in that upper room. He was celebrating with his disciples. They were taking part in Passover. But Jesus would do things as he always did, just slightly different. He would change it just a little bit. He'd tweak it just a little bit. And it's the same thing with what he did with his disciples that day. Paul gives us this glimpse of what happened when he talks about the different elements. He talked about the bread first, and this is what Paul told the church in Corinth, and really what he told the church here today. He says this in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three. 23. He said, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you Do this, what? In remembrance of me. It's a time to remember what God had done in the past, but it was also a foreshadowing of what was to come. It was interesting. He talked about a new covenant there. And it's interesting because Jesus changed it a little bit. He didn't take the bread in the same way that they typically took the bread in the Passover. In fact, he took it at the end and and it was an extra element. It would have shocked his followers that he did it this way because it wasn't a part of their orthodox. It wasn't a part of their tradition to take this bread at the end of the meal and to break it and distribute it that way. But he did it because it was a new covenant. It wasn't just the old covenant. It wasn't just what God had done in the past, but it was what God is going to do in the future his body was literally about ready to be broken to fulfill the prophets and then there was a redemption to come and they took it and they ate and then he had a cup and paul explains it this way in verse 25 of first corinthians 11 in the same way he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink of it in what in remembrance of me And then he closed by saying, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus changed things also with the cup. The cup was representative of joy. But in this typical Seder supper and a typical Passover meal, there were several different times that they would drink the cup or drink wine. And Jesus changed it up again, and he took the third cup, and this was the cup he was talking about. And that cup, I want you to hear this, represented specifically redemption. And so he was explaining what had happened in the past, but he was also telling what was about to happen. And that is, is he was not only going to give his body for you and for me, but he was also going to shed his blood for you and And for me, for the redemption of our sins. We're going to partake of the communion table this morning. We're going to do it maybe a little bit differently than some of you have done it in the past. The band's going to come up here in a few minutes and and we're going to worship together. And we're going to have about 20 minutes that you can get up at your own pace, at your own leisure. There's no order to this specifically. But I want you to come up and you can receive The elements of communion this morning, but here's what I want you to do if you're a Christ follower here this morning I want you to remember what God has done in your life I want you to reflect back on that time when you first encountered Jesus And I want you to remember with fondness that time that you made the decision to become a Christ follower man I remember it. I remember it very detailed, very vividly. I was in a first grade class And my teacher gave the gospel message. And I remember as a first grader all the way back. Yes, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember that because it was so burned into my memory. I accepted Christ as my Savior. And I remember those times along the way when it started being unpacked for me and it made sense to me. And God revealed himself to me. And I want you to remember with great fondness what Christ did on the cross. Over these next 20 minutes as the band sings and as you see a video and some other elements, you'll hear some scripture reading. I want you to just breathe. Take your time. You can come up and you can receive the bread and the cup. You can go back to your seat. You can come over in the corner. But I want you to remember what Jesus did on the cross when his body was beaten and when his blood was shed for you and for me. And for the forgiveness of our sins now if you're here today and you don't know jesus christ as your savior maybe you're skeptical of all of this all of the things i'm talking about i understand that i want to encourage you to take part today and here's how you can do that today you can accept jesus christ as your personal savior first john 1 9 says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart you will be saved and so if you're here today and you have some questions about uh, asking Jesus to be your Savior, I'm going to be right down here to, to my left and your right, and I would love to answer any questions that you have. You can grab one of the ushers here who are going to be serving communion and ask them. Uh, but 1 John 1.9 makes it so clear that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are going to heaven if you were to die. And so I want to encourage you, uh, if you're not a Christ follower or maybe if you've been a skeptic for some time and, man, you just, you're just you just not there yet. I understand that. Well, come and see one of us and we'll help you through that decision. I want you just to take your time this morning. We're not under any time constraint. There's no service after this. So I want you to take your time and just remember what Jesus did on the cross as you partake of these elements here this morning. We're going to have some ushers down on either side of these table and after I pray, um, feel free to come up and to begin to take communion how you want to do that this morning. Let's pray together this morning. Father, thank you for all that you've done, for all that you are doing. God, we remember with great fondness as we've just come out of the Christmas season, your promise fulfilled that you would send a Savior. And God, we're so thankful that You didn't send Jesus to remain in a stable, but you sent him so that he would one day go to a cross. And as the disciples and Jesus remembered that night, the redemption, the redeeming of the nation of Israel from the grasp of the Egyptians, God, it represents you redeeming each one of us from the grasp of sin and its consequences. And Father, those of us who are in here today were so thankful for the body that was broken and the blood that was shed. And today we realize that while these are just symbols of that, we take very seriously our remembering with great fondness, with great seriousness, what you did on the cross for us. And I pray that you would help us to always be mindful of that, especially as we end this year and begin a new year. And Father, I pray for those who may be in here today and they may not know you as their personal Savior. I pray that today is their day of salvation. And God, I pray that if they have any questions, if they don't understand, that they would seek out help. And that they would come to a real clear understanding of who you are and what you did on the cross. Thank you, God, for the sacrifice that you made for each one of us. And today we come to your table ready to remember that and to celebrate what you're doing, not only here at this church, but in the low country, in our state, in our nation, and in our world. And God, we look forward to greater things that you're going to do in our future. We're so excited about what you're doing. Thank you, Father God, for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Just want to invite you slowly as you have time Please don't, don't let a line build up. Just come, uh, just individually come together as a family. If you'd like to take those elements and go to a corner of our worship center here, uh, you're more than welcome to do that over the next 15 or 20 minutes as we worship. I want to invite you, as the table frees up, to just come to the communion table.